Hi everyone, I'm really happy to have Jennifer Spark here with us today. She's a true cinephile, having worked with China for over 20 years, now based in Australia, um, works both with Australian and foreign brands who are tapping into the Chinese market locally in Australia. Um, she's got a particular passion for smaller brands and helping them work out ways how to crack this amazing market. So I'm really happy to have you here today. Thanks for coming, Jennifer. Thanks, Ellie. It's great to be here. So today I really wanted to have a chat about how Australian or other brands can tap into the Chinese market um, in their home country. So I guess the first one that we can talk about is Australia. It's got a really established Chinese community. Why do you think it's so important for brands to engage with them locally in Australia? Well, I think the amazing thing about Australia and particularly large cities like Sydney and Melbourne is that they really have very large, well-established um, expatriate Chinese communities. And also um, that community, community is actually made up of many different micro communities. So you have, um, you know, the, the people from Shanghai and the people from Beijing and then you've got people from Western China. So you really have... Uh, a microcosm of the Chinese uh, population really in mm. Australia. Uh, the other really exciting thing is that a lot of these people are a lot younger. So you're looking at mm -hmm. um, a very large population of millennials who are, you know, well known for to really enjoy um, high end consumer products and, you know, very active um, shoppers. Yeah. Um, Yep. So, uh, you know, it's a really good cross of uh, male and female. You've also got families. So it's, you know, and they, they have really strong connections with each other. So once you're actually in the community, it's really, it's pretty easy to actually snowball and meet other people and, you know, connect mm. to everybody because it, it is a large community, but it's very, um, it is, they're all interconnected. It's actually small mm -hmm. by comparison the whole of Australia. So you, you've only got, um, I think it's 5% of the population speaking Chinese. So it's actually a very easy uh, population to get into, um, you know, we've actually made the first move. And most of the expat Chinese in Australia, they've settled there within this generation or... Is yeah, they're all, first, they're all first generation. The majority generation. of them are first generation. There was mm. a big group that actually came out here in the late 1980s, so that, you know, following um, June the 4th. So there was yep. a big group of Chinese that came out at that time. You know, they are sort of more sort of the Gen X, but then the biggest yep. wave of migration um, and the biggest expatriate community is actually those from the last 10 years. So there was a massive migration to Australia in the last decade. So a lot of, mm. a lot of those Chinese people that actually settled here have actually been here 10 years or less. And I guess that's great for brands because they still have very strong connections back in the mainland with their families and their friends back there. So... Absolutely. They, um, they, they call themselves, what are they, they call themselves seagulls because they're always flying yeah. home and back again. Um, and most of the Chinese people that live here in Australia will go home back to China, you know, two or three times a year. A lot of them mm. have businesses in China. They have deep family connections in China as well, obviously family and friends living in China. So they, mm. so even though they established here, they do go backwards and forwards all the time. And then the other really cool thing about this group is that they always have friends visiting them. So they've got family and friends visiting them all the time. So they often mm. host them, they'll host them for, you know, um, several, sometimes several months 
um, it's not uncommon to have, you know, mum and dad come and visit for two or three months yeah. or mm. a friend come and visit for two or three months. And I think, you know, the opening up of the visa restrictions last, you know, in the last couple of years has made it a lot easier for people to um, have long stay guests as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, in terms of um, for smaller brands to target the local Chinese in Australia, what would be a couple of things that you would recommend that they could look at mm-hmm. doing? I think one of the big things that you can actually do um, to make a big impact and especially just to test out your brand and products is actually do a bit of media buying. And it's pretty easy to find the Mm -hmm. Chinese media um, organisations and media platforms. They are situated on WeChat, but they Mm -hmm. have around 400,000, 500,000 followers. Um, They cross over with news, um, like news services, traditional news, um, lifestyle. So, you, you know, you have probably about, I would say in Australia, about 10 really good, decent quality Chinese language media outlets that sit on WeChat. You know, we don't use... I mean, that's quite a or, lot, right? It's it, big, it's yeah. 10 in Chinese language. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, and it's half a... You know, most of them have half a million. The really good ones have half a million followers. Mm-hmm. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing is that most of those... Most of those followers will, will be a mix of Chinese um, based in China and also Chinese community in Australia. So it's not only Chinese in China. So it's a really good opportunity to actually just put your foot in the door, put something out, do a sales promotion. Um, it's not cheap. You know, you're looking at, you know, spending $4,000 per ad, but then your reach is actually very high and you're actually mm-hmm. making a really good impact onto the, on the Chinese community. So if you are a beauty product that's, you know, got your product available, you know, Woolworths or Priceline or other, you know, big sort of distributor, then, you know, that's a great opportunity to actually push a sale out um, just initially just yeah. to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, push a sale out and then also obviously have the ripple effect onto their, if they like the product, onto the community mm-hmm. within China, if you're looking, if that's your sort of next step. Um, so we talked, so we talked about we on WeChat media outlets with the, uh, specifically targeting the Chinese in Australia. What other platform um, would you suggest brands use to engage with Chinese in Australia? Definitely Redbook. There is a really big yeah. community of um, micro-influencers and sort of larger influencers. I wouldn't call them KOLs here in Australia, but you do have a lot of micro-influencers that sit within that platform. And also mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot more influencers using Chinese-speaking influencers using Bilibili. That's still a really popular platform yeah. here in Australia as well. So those yeah. are probably the two Chinese language platforms that I'd be going for but also Mm -hmm. don't forget about Instagram so you know the thing about Instagram is still it's really really popular with millennials especially expat Chinese millennials a lot of those Mm -hmm. um, out here they came out as students they speak English they love Instagram it's a western platform it's fun it's exciting it makes them look good you know they take all their photos Mm. on me um you know me to gorgeous so you know they really really love using instagram so instagram is definitely a great tool as well um, and a great platform to use to promote um to the chinese community yeah it's something that i've seen with the u.s so there's quite a few um expat chinese in the u.s and they use youtube but then they often also have a platform on billy billy so you know that format um works quite you know the two formats quite compatible i guess um, and it's a great way for brands to reach out locally. I think especially if we're, if we're talking to Australian brands, I think reaching out locally in Australia 
um, you know, with someone like you that can help facilitate them into that local Chinese network is, mm-hmm. is a great way to start before you, before you move on to China market, right? And the other also other interesting platform which I've seen use is, is Taobao. So we have a lot of Chinese um, daigos, um, you know, the, mm. the third party buyers who actually use Taobao to promote uh, Australian products as well. So there mm-hmm. are quite, there is quite a big group of um, Taobao based daigos here in Australia that sell beauty and Australian health products as well. So that's also really important as a direct sales channel. Yeah. And if you're, if you're say an Australian brand and you're looking, you want to get into that, like, you know, the, the, that sort of Taobao, the Daigo's, how would you suggest that they do that? Find a Chinese speaking person who understands the platforms to go in and do the research. There we go. Okay. There you go. No, 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 work totally. With, that with totally makes in, sense. In, yeah. Like work with an individual who understands the platforms, who's connected to the yeah. people, um, or in an mm. agency, there are agencies also here, bigger agencies, you know, so if you're a bigger brand with bigger budgets, you can work with agencies mm. here who represent um, Daigos, represent influencers, um, you know, so it's, you know, there are people out there who can help you. Mm. Yes, I mean, with China, so many of the things, it's all about connections, right? So you need someone that, that has those connections. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah, I mean, one thing I would, sorry, advise against no, no. is just hiring a student. You know, just because mm. somebody can speak Chinese um, doesn't mean that they can actually do a marketing strategy for you. And I think no, it's a mistake yeah. a lot of brands make is that they just think they can get anybody that speaks Chinese to go and do things for you mm. or hire anyone and don't pay them anything and just hope for the best. But it's not... Hiring an intern is not a, is not a strategy. It's a, strategy, um, no. No, it's ne- it's never a good idea, really. No, it's no, no. But it's it's going to be a a bit of a waste of time, to be honest. Yes, I mean, if they want to do a little bit of research for you on a specific topic, fine. But if you want to, if you want an actual strategy on how to reach a consumer group, then of course not. No, you need um yeah. But I I have seen brands do that as well. Yeah. Um, don't fall into that trap. <laughs> um. So, okay, then if we, if brands are looking, so you've worked, you work with a brand that they engage with the Chinese in the market in Australia, and then that brand is looking then to sort of move into the mainland Chinese market, say through cross-border e-commerce, or how would you, would you have any suggestions for, for how they do that or how they make that next step? Or? Mm. There's actually uh... Sorry, I've got some fluff on my face. <laughs> There's actually um, a really interesting organisation that's working here in Australia um, that is actually rep- doing a lot of representation of brands who want to break into that China mainland market. It's a really big company um, and they've mm-hmm. been working with a really big, uh, a lot of brands, some small brands, but they um, they've had a lot of success uh, in mm-hmm. taking over brands and taking them over to China. Um, they recently made an acquisition of um, a company called Napoleon Purtis. I don't know if you heard of them. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So they acquired Napoleon Purtis for I don't know a couple of million dollars. And this was a that was a really big brand in Australia. It had you know in the noughties it was the makeup brand of the decade. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody used it, and then you know, something happened and they went into administration and then this company um, sort of boldly went out and took it over and is now taking it to China. So um, it's run by a friend of mine. She's an incredible person. She's, uh, 
extreme visionary, um, Chinese lady, just super intelligent, runs it with her husband. And, you know, that, that's the sort of person that I'd be looking at, someone who's actually got a significant experience and who's bold and courageous enough to actually go and do something. But you have to um, trust them 100%. Yeah, and and they're. I think I I I know the company you're talking about. They're based in. They have people based in Australia as well as people in China, right? So they, there's that yeah. local connection where you can sort yeah. of get to know people because it is difficult for brands when they have to make that leap of faith with a distributor or a trade partner, and especially mm -hmm. at the moment, you know, it's very difficult to fly and meet people, and you know, you've got to build build that relationship. So I suppose if you can, and Australia is probably one of the you know, it's quite unique in that sense because the Chinese community is so established and the ties are so strong. Um, so I think for brands in Europe, it's a bit trickier to find people like that. But um, yes, if you can, but so basically if you can find someone locally that has the connections in the China market that can take your mm -hmm. brand and sort of help build it, that's, that's the sort of ideal, isn't it? Yeah. Once you've done some groundwork locally. Um, yeah. Yeah. And okay. And then people and find out, you know, find out that there are quite a few distributors based here in Sydney. So, you know, do the research, talk to people, meet with people, find out what their strategy is. Just don't, don't just go for the first person that you meet because there are a lot of different mm. types of distribution partners that can work with you. Mm. Mm. Mm, yeah yeah and and dig into the uh, dig into the numbers because um if they look too good to be true they will be right? they usually are take your time yeah do your due diligence yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely okay so then um if there's sort of one last thing maybe a trend or something that you think brands should really pay attention to when they're looking either at the chinese market within australia or the chinese market sort of more more broadly what would what would you suggest to brands to think about? well i think that you've seen this trend as well as i have especially in the last sort of uh, 18 months to two years the growth of local chinese brands um, in the mm -hmm. beauty space perfect diary and others have you mm -hmm. know really um really boomed i think there's a lot more chinese who are willing to buy chinese made products especially in the beauty space um, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, that's really probably been the, probably the biggest trend in the last two years. Um, I still think there's also a big move towards natural beauty products as well. Um, that's another trend that I think is really, uh, has really stayed, um, and is still really popular. Um, you know, natural products, n things like coconut oil, um, coconut based products, um, or cream. There's quite a few yeah, from Australia. There are quite a few ones that people search for don't they Sometimes. it used to be lanolin um but yeah. i don't it's still kind of popular as a sort of gift that you take home to you know your auntie or mm. whatever but um mm. you know still, there, there are some fantastic tea tree oil products are really popular from australia um there is the peppermint it's tea tree plant the plantation the thursday island plantation um, yes. they've done yep. it with their tea tree products mm. so you know mm -hmm. the natural products in australia are always going to work really well um and then oh sorry there was one other trend that i thought the local chinese oh and the scientific ones you know the ones with the active yep. ingredients because yes. chinese really read the packaging a lot mm -hmm. and they mm. are experts on you know hyaluronic acid and you know all these different yeah. things exactly what they do they're very very well um very knowledgeable on all these different products and ingredients you know the active ingredients in 
in skincare. So they really do like those sorts of things. Um, yeah. So I think they're probably the three biggest trends that I've yeah. I've seen in the last few years. And they're, 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 they're always willing to try new products and, um, you know, something different and, you know, uh, yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's a good time to be in the market because there's just a huge amount of products available. There's a lot of competition, but it also yeah. means that um, there's a lot of, opportunity as well to try things that are new and um and break into the market yeah and i think i think that's why i often say to brands you know a you want to be fairly well established in your home market before you sort of venture into china and if you are lucky to be in australia new zealand or some other markets where there's an established expat chinese community go for them first because if they like your product they will advocate for you. They'll naturally, the word of mouth will spread. And then by the time you're actually looking to get into China, you're on a much better footing. So, um, and I think yeah. that's the key thing, you know, the, the, the key takeaway that I, I would like people to know is, you know, build a community in your community with the Chinese. Mm. It's about mm. building a community and truly offering a service. It's not just about selling a product you know, you really need to build that community and that's really what it's all about because the t- Chinese is such a tight-knit community. You really need to, to sort of, you know, build that um, for your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why word of mouth works so well once you get going with, China, with the Chinese, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. That was really, really informative and i'm sure brands will you know get a good lot good lot of takeaways from that so if they want to contact you is the best way on linkedin or absolutely contact me on linkedin yep. you can also find me on instagram um, my instagram handle is jenspark88 it's got a bunch of stuff that i'm doing here it's got a fairly sort of general um you can yeah find me on linkedin or find me on instagram it's the best way to find me or if you want to find me on wechat you can find me on wechat too um Uh, i'll put all the details below so um people can people can find you all right thank you very much so much